Hey guys and happy Monday. Today I have a very, very special guest and because of this, I don't want to spend too much time on my normal chit chat. Today's guest is Andrea of Andrea Sayer Law and the founder and CEO of Legalpreneur. She's author of Legalpreneur, the Business Owner's Guide to Legally Protecting Your Business and she's ranked number 27 on the list of best trademark attorneys out of 40,000 in 2022. She's been on Earn Your Happy, Dropping Bombs, and The Chris Harder Show, as well as Mommy Millionaire, and many more. But what does this have to do with us? Why do I have her on Sustainable Freedom with Photography? Well, her expertise is with creative business owners and showing them how they can legally protect and grow their businesses. And that's what we are, right? One thing I want to specifically mention is her shop where she has contracts specifically for us photographers. So let me go through these real quick. She has the Legal Protection Playbook, the Trademark Course, Contract Vault Bundle, and the Copyright Takedown Service, which I really want to touch on that one because that is specifically really great for us photographers because if somebody is using our photos in a way that we aren't okay with, then she will take care of it for us. And then the LLC filing, which we talk about a little bit within this episode, but she will actually file your LLC for you. So that's a really great service. I really, really like her contract vault bundle um, because she has bundles with every contract that we'll need as a photographer. So make sure you go check that out. I will link that in the show notes as well. So today we're going to talk about the three steps to legally protect your photography business because let's be honest, becoming an entrepreneur can be really, really overwhelming. Luckily, she's here to help us simplify it. So with that, let me introduce you to Andrea of Andrea Sager Law and The Legalpreneur. So I want to welcome Andrea. Andrea, I'm so glad to have you on the podcast today. Um, do you want to take a second and just introduce yourself? Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I Just quick rundown. I started my first business in law school. Not that I wasn't busy enough, but I was poor and was tired of being broke. So I started just selling on Poshmark and that grew really quickly. I had my own online boutique. I actually opened a brick and mortar store and then I started manufacturing a little bit. And then I realized this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I got the big firm job at a law school. So I, you know, I had my dream job. I thought it was set for life. And very quickly at that dream job, I realized this is not my dream. And (laughs) the reason I mentioned the first business is because I had a network of business owners there that kept coming to me at the big firm. And I thought I was a rock star because I'm a first year attorney bringing in clients. I said, oh, great. They're going to love me. I'm bringing in business. But quite opposite. They did not want small businesses. A partner literally told me to my face, we don't want small businesses. They're not quality clients. And I just saw the complete opposite of these incredible business owners that are killing it. It just needs somebody to serve them on the legal side. And so I, it's so funny because I was planning my exit from the firm, but I'm like five minorities rolled into one. And so I was also (laughs) trying to manifest getting fired. And so it was a Wednesday when I, I remember my ex-husband at the time, he was staying home with our son and I texted him on a Wednesday. I said, Hey, I, I can't handle it anymore. I'm ready to quit. Mm -hmm. Like we have enough money. Cause we, at this point we were already, we were living in Cincinnati and we were planning to move to Houston where we are now. 
And we had just put our house for sale on Monday, texted him Wednesday that I wanted to quit. And he said, just wait until we have a contract on the house and then you can quit. That way we know the house is going to sell. I was like, you know what? That's, that's perfectly fine. I can handle that. Friday rolls around and my boss walks into my office. My boss and the managing partner walk in and immediately I knew what was happening. And they basically, I got fired. I got a severance package. And that night I launched my firm, Andrea Sager Law. And then it was a wild ride, a lot of ups and downs, but we grew really quickly. I hit a million dollars within two years of my law firm. And then we launched Legalpreneur which that was like the side hustle for a little while. But now that's the main hustle because we're trying to really grow and scale the Legalpreneur brand. I have the book coming out Mm -hmm. and that's honestly Legalpreneur. I want it to be bigger than LegalZoom. It's like, that's going to change the whole industry for entrepreneurs and attorneys. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I found you, I think last spring and I bought your course, the trademark course. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when you reached out, I was like, I already know her. I feel so (laughs) I love it. Yes. Well, your story is so awesome. Are you living? So you're not living in Cincinnati anymore. No, I'm in Houston. So we had, we literally, what's so funny about that, what happened there was, so I get fired. We, I literally go home that weekend. We start packing, but our house wouldn't sell. We hadn't even, nobody would even come look at our house. So we go down to Houston and just looking at houses because my family's here. And so we were looking at houses and literally by this time, nobody had looked at our house. So we drove down from Cincinnati to Houston, driving back. I remember telling my parents, hey, you know, we'll be back. We just don't know when. And our realtor texted us. He said, hey, we have a showing on Sunday. So make sure you're out of the house Sunday. We're like, okay, great. Everything just literally fell into place because that showing happened and they gave us an all cash offer. And I think they took a week and everything to do the inspection, everything. And then the realtor said, hey, they're paying cash. So they're ready to close. But I told him you'd need, you know, a month to get out. And we said, no, we'll be out in a week. So yeah. we literally were back in Houston, like two or three weeks later. Nobody expected that. I mean, I had told my parents, like, hopefully in a few months. And yeah. within the month, we were back living in Houston, which is incredible. That's awesome. That is so awesome. It worked out perfectly. <laughs> oh, I know. And that's how like, everything like in my life, you just see, and I feel like in everybody's life, you just get these little signs like, Hey, you're on the right path. You're on the right path. Just keep going. And that was it for us. That's awesome. Well, I was on your website the other day and I think that you are perfect for the photographers that follow my podcast and my Instagram and my, um, email list and everything. So I'm super excited to have you on. I was looking through your website the other day and I saw like the whole photography contract bundle and everything. Um, So, and I know we'll talk about that a little bit, (laughs) but let's go ahead and get in. I think we were going to talk about the three steps to legally protect your photography business. So do you want to jump in? Yeah. Yeah. So really the three big things are your entity contracts and intellectual property. Starting Mm -hmm. with your entity, that's how you legally operate. So a lot of people don't file anything. Maybe they file a DBA, but they're just a sole proprietorship. I personally believe you need to be an LLC as quickly as possible. And the LLC is a limited liability company. And that's exactly what it does. It limits your liability as the owner. And when you're the sole owner of your business, it's hard for some people to wrap their head around like, why do I need an LLC? It's just me. I'm I'm my business. But you want that degree of separation 
Because if you accidentally do something in your business that can cause it to get sued, if you're a sole proprietor, they're suing you personally. Right. But when you have that LLC in place, there's that degree of separation. So if something happens in the business, they can only come after the business. They can't come after you personally. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if you ask any account, oh, not any accountant, yeah. <laughs> if you go to any Facebook group and you ask the question, should I be a sole proprietor? Or should I be an LLC? Mm-hmm. You'll get a million different answers from a million different people. And that. I, as the attorney who takes your whole liability picture into place, taxes, everything involved, you want to be an LLC as quickly as possible. You don't want to wait until you're making a certain amount of money. And really the LLC, you want it as quickly as possible because you never know what's going to happen in your business. Mm-hmm. And if you, let's say you wait, well, anything that happened before you were an LLC, you do, you never get protection for that. So if you're thinking, because some people will say, wait till you're making X number of dollars to file the LLC. Well, if you wait for that time to happen, anything that happened before it, even if you're an LLC at the time the act happened, there's nothing you can do. You're not going to get that LLC protection. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So does it matter if the attorney files LLC, the accountant, or you personally? Yeah, you can... File it on your own. I tell people all the time, everything is figure outable. I love the Marie Forleo quote. <laughs> everything is figure outable. The LLC is probably one of the easier things when it comes to the legal side of business that can be done on your own. And that means you go directly to your Secretary of State website. If you Google like LLC filing in your state, there's a lot of websites that are going to pop up. You'll see LegalZoom, Inc. File, all those websites. And I don't want to say they will get the job done because I've had a lot of bad experience with some of those sites with clients coming to me after paying them, but they will file the LLC. However, you can do it on your own. Mm-hmm. You, it's perfect. Like if you want to DIY and avoid those third party fees, go directly to your Secretary of State website and file that. LLC on your own. Okay. That makes sense. Um, I was afraid of it. So I had my accountant do it, but I was like, did I do that wrong? <laughs> um, but I, I actually got into like some not legal issues and I've talked about this on the podcast. So everybody knows who follows, <laughs> but I was filing my own city sales tax and Mm. I they actually um summoned me to court because I wasn't doing it correctly oh my gosh my accountant fixed it and then he actually went through and filed all the paperwork for everything else and I was like thank you I hope I hope this was correct but (laughs) yeah oh it's hard because you think you know what you're doing but sometimes and sometimes it's just the smallest thing that you miss yeah. and they're like, oh, we're going to take you to court over it. And it's like, really? You could have just yeah. called me and like said, hey, yeah. <laughs> ridiculous. Right. But at yeah. least you got it taken care of. Right, exactly. But it did scare me when I got that summons in the mail. I was like, oh, whoops. I didn't, I didn't know I was yeah. doing with what I had, but yeah. And that's what happens most of the time. And that's why I, so my mission, especially with legalpreneur it is to educate as many entrepreneurs as possible because you don't know. Mm-hmm. And how else are you going to know? Yep. Because what, in my experience, when I was at the height of my law firm serving hundreds and hundreds of clients and they would get in trouble, they all said the same thing. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. And I'm just like, you have to be educated. So now we're just like, 
education, education. Yes. And that's why we have the podcast, all of our social media, TikTok, mm-hmm. like everything. It's like, I will teach you everything you need to know for free. Yeah. I will teach you everything <laughs> because yeah. I want you to be empowered to make the right decisions for you and your own business. And the where the issue comes is once you're a business owner, your risk level goes through the roof and you're at the same risk as a Fortune 500 company, but mm-hmm. it may just be you as the sole owner. And you don't have this C-suite, the, you know, you don't have the whole, you know, CFO, the general counsel, all those positions. You are everything. And that's why I'm like, okay, I love small businesses. I love online businesses, but you have to make sure that you're protecting what you're creating or else it's going to be gone before you know it. Exactly. Yep. So what is the second step? So the second step is contracts. And this is what I see so much. People are afraid to use them, but you legitimately cannot be afraid to use contracts. It's It really, if you're somebody that has been scared to use a contract for whatever reason, it honestly is just a mindset shift. Mm -hmm. And making that mindset shift, it's from thinking, oh, I don't want them to, you know, think I'm trying to pull one over on them. It's changing that to I'm a business owner and this is how business owners operate. Because a lot of times photographers, they'll start off as a side hustle. It'll just be a passion project. And which is perfectly fine. I love, I love seeing that happen and I love seeing people grow, but you have to make sure you are protecting what you're creating. And this doesn't mean that you have to give your clients a 20 page contract when they sign up with you. What I love doing and what I love seeing, uh, I actually booked a mini session for the kids, me and my kids for Christmas and she did it perfect. I think she's, um, had the signups through like acuity or something online and you I just have the term. Yes. And yes. you just have the terms right there when they sign mm-hmm. up and that's all you need. It's not. So you, a lot of you may already be doing this, which is great. Mm-hmm. You just need to make sure the essential terms are right there when they sign up. Because at the end of the day, if it's a hundred dollar mini session, a two five hundred whatever, just a few hundred dollars, it, it's honestly not worth it for a 20-page contract. And you don't want to waste your time. You don't want to waste the client's time. So it's really just having the essential terms there. Now, when it comes to wedding photography, that is a whole another story. Mm -hmm. So it's we our wedding contracts that we do for clients, they are very in-depth because we like to account for every situation. But when you're, it's just a matter of, okay, what type of photography am I doing? How much money are we talking? Because that's really taking into account how much, legwork are you going to be doing on the admin side as well? Mm -hmm. That is awesome because I literally teach my clients to use Acuity. They sign up, they have their their clients book through Acuity. And then I've said the same thing, just put your terms and conditions on there and let them click the box and you're good. So I'm so happy. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I love that. Yeah. And, and also if you have, um, if you have help, if you have contractors working for you, you do want to still make sure you have them sign a contract because there's a lot of things that can happen that you want to make sure are accounted for in the contracts. So anytime I tell clients, anytime money or value is changing hands, that's when you want to use a contract. So like with hair and makeup artists and stuff like that. Exactly. Yes. Yep. Yep. And one thing, well, this is really for the 
next section for intellectual property (laughs) (laughs) speaking of hair and makeup and vendors but yeah no go ahead we'll we'll stick to contracts (laughs) yep so that's awesome to hear and i'm glad that you are teaching uh, or you are recommending that too because i always say especially with photography is and i think this is true with everything you need to make sure everything is as easy as possible so if you yes. can get them to book a session sign the contract and pay for the invoice right there you've got most of it covered immediately and then they're mm-hmm. committed already so i'm glad to hear that an attorney yes is okay with <laughs> um the way that i recommend doing things <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. That and exactly what you said, you want to make it as easy as possible, because quite frankly, and I so I always correlate it to podcasting. When you have a guest, sometimes I've had a lot of people ask me, hey, do I need a podcast guest consent form? And I'm like, I'm not gonna read a five page contract for every podcast. However, when you go to schedule the recording, you just want to have the essential terms right there whether it's Acuity, Calendly, whatever you're using to book, make sure the terms are there. That's all you need. You don't have to have this five, 10 page guest Mm -hmm. consent form. And that's all you need is the essential terms. So I probably need to get that from you after this. (laughs) So I think I was looking at it the other day and I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. (laughs) It's, I mean, it's a toss up. I see some people that are dead set on using the a full guest consent. I mm-hmm. see some people like, I don't, I'm never going to worry about it. And so it's just what you're comfortable with. Yeah. Well, we will, I will probably be checking it out because I like to protect myself after being summoned to court the one time I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared of that. <laughs> awesome. So let's talk about step three. Yes. Intellectual property. This is my jam. This is my absolute (laughs) favorite because I, the thing about intellectual property, most people don't realize this is your most valuable asset. And especially as a photographer, this is everything. Every photo is protected with the copyright. Everything is intellectual property. And so you have to understand what you have and how to make sure you're charging accordingly, how to make sure you're protected because so many photographers don't even understand the intellectual property side Mm -hmm. of photography. They just think, Oh, I'm taking these pictures and I'm giving them to the client. No, they're at. So, Oh, let me break it down. Mm -hmm. Trademarks (laughs) and copyrights. There's patents. Those are inventions. I don't cover patents, whole nother ball game, but if you ever need a referral, let me know. I can get you hooked up (laughs) now. Trademarks. This is your branding. This is the identity of your brand your brand name, your logo, your slogan, a product name, a service name, anything, a podcast name, anything that has a unique name within your business, it can probably be protected with a trademark. Mm -hmm. Now, copyrights are your content, the consistent creative work that you're creating, your videos, photos, blog posts, website copy, all of those creative works that is protected with the copyright and copyrights are automatically granted federal protection the moment the work is created. So the moment you snap that lens, you have a copyright on that photo. Once you take the photo and you provide them to the client, this does, it varies on what's in your contract, but what you need to understand is you as the photographer own those photos. Mm-hmm. Even if somebody's paying you to take those photos, you're only prov- typically you're only providing them a license to use those photos. You as a photographer still own them outright. 
unless you assign ownership to them. And so you need to understand what type of intellectual property is being created, what type of license you're providing them. So when it's, let's say, family sessions or like individual portraits, typically you're just giving them a license to use those photos. I I can get into so many detail here, but one thing I want to make sure you understand is especially when you're working with commercial photos, let's say you're working with other businesses, you're taking headshots for a business owner or whoever, you may want to think about putting a limit to that license. So maybe they're paying you the initial payment they're giving you is for a year long license or a two year long license. And then if they want to continue using those photos after that amount of time, they have to pay you more money. This is actually, I actually talk about this in my book that is coming out because I remember when COVID hit, I had a couple of photographers that obviously they had no income. All their weddings were canceled. Everything was canceled. But one of my photographers, James, he, he's, he's, I interviewed him in the book, but he actually was the one that initially told me that he does this is that he only puts a two-year license on his photos for Mm -hmm. his clients. And so when COVID hit, he's just reaching out to these clients and saying, hey, I see you're still using this photo. This is how much it's going to be to continue using it. (laughs) And so that's how he made his money during COVID. And it's when it comes to photographers, you just have to realize the value of the asset you're creating. Mm -hmm. And if you... I mean, everybody loves passive income, but truly like it it is passive income. Licensing is passive income. So you need to make sure that if you are in a position to not just give a blanket license to the clients that you're taking photos for, make sure you're charging accordingly. Make sure they know that they have a limited time to use these photos unless they pay for an additional license. Yeah. Yeah. That all makes sense. I've actually never heard of anyone doing that. So that's really, really interesting, interesting way to think about it. (laughs) Yeah. And because, and the thing is a lot of, like I said, a lot of people don't, a lot of photographers don't understand how the, how the intellectual property works and they don't understand the value of the work that they're creating. And Mm -hmm. so they just get, they just give the clients the, the photos and never think about it again. But you're if you especially if you work with you know business owners and take headshots for them you can come back to them year after year every two years and say hey if you want to continue using this here's the additional fee mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense most of the followers that i have are understanding that in person sales is where they're going to make their money so a mm-hmm. lot of them are able to charge more Um, but the ones that are just giving all like the shoot and burns, the ones that are just giving everything to their client, um, that would be the one that I would think needs that (laughs) a lot more, um, so that they can make sure that they're making the money that they deserve. Yes. Yeah. And that, and that's really what it comes down to is understanding the value you're creating. Mm -hmm. And it's not just snapping a picture. Yep. making it look pretty, literally creating lifelong memories for people. Exactly. exactly. And that is like my mission with this podcast is to help you understand the sustainable freedom with photography. Like that's what my mm-hmm. podcast is called. So you have to charge what you need to charge mm-hmm. to live sustainably. So yeah, I love it. Yeah. I got the, I wanted to trademark my, um, the name of my podcast. So that's why I bought your course was the, to trademark the sustainable freedom with photography, because it is like 
the whole. Yes, I love it. Values on my. I love whole, it on my whole business. I love it. So yeah, I love everything that you've been saying. Is there was there anything else you wanted to add to that? I mean, every, so those are the three main legal protections. Every business still has more protection that they need. Those are the three main that really apply to every photography business. Mm -hmm. And depending on where you're located, whether you have employees or contractors, all those other considerations come into play as well. But make sure that you just lay a good foundation when it comes to the legal side of your business. And that's making sure you have the right entity, you're using contracts, you understand and are protecting your intellectual property, because if not, you're just setting yourself up for failure. For sure. Well, that is awesome. I really appreciate this. I know that my client or my followers are going to love this. <laughs> I'm probably going to link it into most of my courses because I think Perfect. it's something everyone needs to hear. Yes. So um, do you want to talk more about your book real quick? Yes. Yeah, so we have the Legalpreneur book that officially launched, a, uh, wow, I was about to say April, January 25th. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited. It's been a labor of love. I got out of my own way. I mean, it was in, my, it was on my heart for a number of years, but I, I was just like, who's going to want to read a legal book? And then finally I was like, no, everybody needs this. You're educating a ton of people online. And so basically, like I said, we educate everything for free. We teach people everything they need to know for free. And the book is really just compiling all of that in one place, because right now you can go find it on, go back over 250 <laughs> podcast episodes, <Yeah. laughs> all the social media posts, but the book has everything in one place. And yeah. so I'm really excited. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, awesome. and if you could buy it, leave a review. That would be really, really amazing. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'll, I will definitely recommend it to all of my clients and I'll link it in my courses and in my podcast notes. So perfect. I think it's perfect for what my photographers need to know. So I really appreciate you coming on today. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you? Yeah. So definitely check us out on TikTok, Instagram at the legalpreneur, thelegalpreneur.com. We also have our trademark course. We have our contract bundles, literally everything you need to make sure you're legally set up the right way. Check us out at thelegalpreneur.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate you taking the time this morning to hang out. Thank you. I appreciate it. Of course. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Sustainable Freedom with Photography podcast. If you loved it, be sure to rate and follow so that you never miss an episode. They drop every Monday and I can't wait for you to tune in next time. Until then, have an awesome week.